Y'all are listening to the Maverick of Marketing Radio Show. And now, here's your host, Shannon Maverick. Hello, hello, hello. Good Monday morning to you, everybody. Um, I don't really know if there's any unique or interesting way to kind of kick off what's been going on. I am sadly sitting in a studio by myself, but I mean, you you have to do what you have to do with what's going on with uh, the current situation and how COVID-19 has really been spreading and just with everyone trying to stay safe um, and just trying to stop the spread of this nasty, nasty thing that's going around with coronavirus. So it is just me in the studio this morning, but I'm not upset by that because we have a really, really fun show coming up today and it's a topic that I think is even more important that we talk about now because really with all that's going on in B2B and with what's happening with kind of borders being closed down and things just running a little differently marketing really there's a question mark around it and I'm really excited to have an amazing guest join with me this morning his name is Marcus Le Robardier had to make sure I pronounced that correctly (laughs) he's the director of marketing for an amazing retail tech company called New Store they're offering omni-channel as a service um, with their integrated cloud OMS and mobile POS capabilities so really interesting stuff. He's going to be talking to us all things account-based marketing. Is that a buzzword? Is that a unique strategy that B2B brands need to be really looking into with especially what's going on right now? Um, Or is it just something that it should be wrapped into just the age-old topic of marketing. So fun enough, I actually wanted to have him join me this morning. So we have him joining us. So Marcus, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, Shannon. How are you? I'm, thanks for thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Uh, we actually met over a really cool post that you had put on LinkedIn because it sounds like you had just done a networking or some kind of um, show or, or group meetup talking all things account-based marketing. And it's something that we haven't covered on Maverick of Marketing to date. And I was like, hmm, you know, with what's been going on recently and just kind of the topic in general, I would love to have someone who seems to know what they're talking about on the topic. So um, thanks so much for being with us this morning. And first of all, how's everything going in your neck of the woods with News Store? Anything crazy with the current situation or are things just kind of ticking along? Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Um, I, I think like, you know, similar to a lot of uh, organizations, um, you know, currently we're, we're taking it minute by minute, day by day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, new store is based in Boston. Uh, we have offices in New York where our sales team is located, um, primarily because, you know, that's where retailers are, are based and headquartered. So, um, you know, we have a dispersed organization. We have offices in Germany. Um, and, and right now we're, we're taking precautions, uh, and, and adhering to the advice of government officials as, you know, based on what to do and, and how best we can just contribute. Um, and I think I, I speak for our entire organization where we're thinking primarily about our customers um, who, you know, they're retail brands and many of them are being forced to shut down. Nike and Patagonia have voluntarily shut down their offices or and their, their stores until further notice. Um, you know, so we're, we're thinking about them and the impact on their business. But, um, you know, for for our company, we're we're just staying home, working home, working from home, and 
yeah, washing our hands, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wash your hands, people. Uh, well, good to hear. I think everyone right now, it's good that everyone's kind of taking precautions and just trying to stop the spread of this thing. But it almost seems like everyone's panicking because everyone else is panicking. And I know it's something you really need to take seriously, and we are taking it seriously. But just a reminder, just to be kind to your neighbors, don't take the toilet paper from the aisle like we were just talking about before we started. Like that was a crazy weekend for me, just driving around to every local pharmacy, every local grocery store, uh, convenience store, just trying to find some toilet paper. But yeah, everyone just good reminder to just be kind, be respectful, think of your neighbor and business keeps going. As, as you and I know, so glad to hear things are going well. And as I mentioned, I saw a really cool post from you talking about account-based marketing. And I had reached out because it's something that we haven't covered on Maverick of Marketing to date. And it looks like you and New Store have kind of been um, using the strategy for a while now. So I'm really excited for you to share your thought leadership on the topic. So if you wouldn't mind, could we just kind of start with your experience with account-based marketing? And what are some factors that B2B brands should be considering when thinking about maybe using this in their strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. So I, um, you know, the post that, that you're referencing was prompted from a kind of a, a roadshow lunch and learn that I attended last week, um, you know, while, while restaurants were open. I was going to um, say, seems and- like so long ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so it was, you know, this is a pretty well-known uh, software vendor in the MarTech ABM space um, that I've had some conversations with and been following. And, you know, as I mentioned when, when I did the introduction, I was there to pretty much steal some ideas. And what I found and, and sort of what had prompted the um, the post was, you know, and, and what you're hinting at is I, I've been doing AB for about three years, um, you know, since I started at New Store and was dabbling in it a little bit um, before that at my previous company. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've had some experience in, in this, you know, account-based uh, marketing strategy, which, you know, I'll talk about um, in a little bit is mm-hmm. why I, I sort of... Uh, hesitant to say account-based marketing, but, um, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years and, you know, one of the reasons why, um, it works and it's effective for B2B organizations is it is a customer centric approach to marketing and sales. And so for any B2B organizations, um, you know, you're looking at who are our ideal customer base, really getting to know them. Um, and then understanding what your ambitions as a company and what your objectives and goals are. And this is super conducive to making sure that all of that is, is actually going to be executed and, and it's going to happen. Um, and so for, for new store, this, this seemed like the only way. Now I, I preface that by saying if B2B organizations today aren't marketing and aren't selling through a customer centric approach, um, you know, I, I really suggest that you kind of reconsider um, because that, that really is the only way, um, you know, personalized messaging, um, being a human, 
um, being customer centric, understanding the businesses that you're marketing and selling to. Uh, but those are just principles in B2B marketing today, and they should be. Um, so if you're if you're doing anything other than that, um, again, you you really need to reconsider. Yeah, I'm so glad you talked about customer centric marketing, and it almost sounds like. For lack of better terms, why has it become B2B is now, it seems like it, there's been such a big shift and now everyone's starting to take a little bit of B2C approaches with their B2B marketing because at the end of the day, whether or not you're trying to sell someone a solution for their business or a new piece of machinery for their manufacturing equipment, or if you're trying to sell them a t-shirt for just their personal look, you're selling to a person. Yep. And so what do you think has really caused this kind of switch? Why are people really starting to put a heavy emphasis on being, I hesitate to put quotes around it, but customer centric. I mean, it just seems like there's been so, a shift. Yeah. So, so this may be um, a, a total sort of Boston bias, but I would say <laughs> at least, at least in my, in my, you and then point um spot was really a pioneer in doing this um so you know for those who aren't familiar with hubspot um you know inbound marketing you know tool SaaS platform um really based on inbound marketing they have a, a sales arm but they do not uh, discriminate between b2b businesses and b2c businesses so any company SMB to enterprise could use HubSpot um, for, you know, forms, marketing automation, etc. Um, and Drift, who was was founded by David Cantor, who was a, a HubSpot alumni, um, has done a similar thing. So anybody that pops on a website today and you see a little chatbot in the bottom right corner. Um, and you're talking with a bot for a little bit until a salesperson jumps in. Um, that's it, it's it's a similar sort of thing where yes, it's a B two B tool, but B two C companies are using it as well. And so when you start to blend those, and I think that those were the first two companies, and it's you know highly visible, honestly, um, for me maybe just because I'm tapped in and, and aware of it. But um, those were two companies that really have been kind of blending the B2C and B2B marketing sort of approach and strategy and in ways that people, you know, really, really see and, and it's quite visible. And so um, they've, they've really just, in my, in my view, have just kind of been pioneers in sort of uh, they're humans that we're dealing with, you know, business aside, these are still people and, you know, their messaging um, that you see on the website just their approach, all this stuff sort of reflects that. And I think it's really interesting um, watching those companies as they grow because so many people, you know, our company included are, are using their tools and, you know, I see it all over any website that I go to. And um, you know, yeah, I, I just think they were kind of the first to it and they, they were right. And uh, you know, anything that I can do um, to help my company kind of, uh, take a similar sort of approach is, is is certainly something I'm thinking about every day. Yeah, two incredible companies. I'm so glad you mentioned them because we are HubSpot and Drift partners as well. And you're right, they don't discriminate. If they're selling to a B2C business, B2B business, at the end of the day, 
marketing and sales, you're selling to people and you just have to create that relationship. So two amazing shout outs, Boston affiliate aside. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit then about over the three years that your team has really been using an ABM strategy. What are a few tips and tricks that you could maybe share that have panned out along the way, have made for really successful strategies and maybe a couple things to avoid or might not work? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm going to I'm going to just follow the kind of outline in the post that I had shared. And, um, you know, the reason the reason I'm doing it is these are kind of sort of unfiltered. And, and we talked about this a little bit, um, you know, ahead of the show today was you know, these are a little bit sort of unfiltered sort of opinions um, and kind of the raw sort of take that I feel is applicable for people that are thinking about this. Um, you know, it, as a marketer, you, you can pop on LinkedIn and see all these great tips um, and all the things that people are doing right. But um, I sort of wanted to take a different approach from somebody who's been doing this. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to share it at the, you know, lunch and learn last week and, and wasn't called on for, for some of this. So I, that was sort of um, why I was compelled to share. And so in, in following the script, I wanted to first and foremost, say like any sort of account-based approach um, to marketing sales, it's going to take time. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, you're not going to have any results overnight. So I would say be patient, um, you know, trust the process and make sure that you're taking all the boxes as you're going through this. And hopefully you're not totally overhauling some of the stuff that you've already been doing. But I want to ensure that, yeah, you, you're, you, you're ticking all the boxes, doing all the right things. Um, and I think if you follow the script a bit, you know, you will have some luck. Yeah. Um, the, the, probably the biggest one, you know, first and foremost, and it would just be for any marketers and any marketing teams to just align with their sales org. So, it, you know, this is only work for us and, in, in the three years, I would say probably the last year has been the most successful. Um, we have had really pure sort of alignment where not only, um, and beyond sales, we obviously have the backing of, you know, the financial arm of our company, um, customer success and professional services. But first and foremost, it have to happen, you know, tactically and strategically with sales. Um, if, if they're not on board and you guys aren't online and you're not in lockstep with each other, it it just isn't going to work. And the main, one of the main kind of areas of focus here is aligning on objectives. Now you can go to one of these ABM lunch and learns, listen to a software company talk about attribution and, you know, leads, all of these things. Um, I don't subscribe to it. Now, that's not to say that our marketing team doesn't have goals that we track and record. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't really care. Uh, I, I, you know, I care that we kind of hit our numbers. Um, not kind of, I care that we hit our numbers. <laughs> right. Those are important because, because those sort of are, are going to define and dictate how well based on conversion metrics and et cetera, you know, how well our sales team is doing and 
are we setting them up for success? However, at the end of the day, for a company like us, um, you know, we are primarily following and in trying to just ensure we're signing companies and that we're growing our customer base and that those customers are happy. And so if my team um, and, and our marketing team overall is not, is not aiding to that, then it really, nothing really matters. And so, you know, it's, it's super important that a marketing and sales org are aligned, not just in customer acquisition, but also for the goals and defining those and what they are. And I would say that, you know, while it's, it's important for marketing teams and marketing orgs to have their own sort of subset of goals. Um, I, I would just say have a North star metric, one that both teams are starting to follow. And if that means as a marketing team, you have to kind of sacrifice um, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, MQLs or, you know, the MQL to SQL conversion metrics, just do it. Um, you know, because overall, if, if your company's not signing new customers, none, none of this is going to matter. Um, one of the other things and kind of in, in, you know, a bit aligned with sort of that is I, I would not suggest selling ABM internally. Um, now that might sound crazy, but you know, and, and every marketing team and every B2B marketer out there is, is, well, I have to market marketing. That's what we do. We have to do that on a daily basis. We have to provide, you know, and showcase our value to the overall company. But, I would say don't do it. Number one, that there's no real upside for this. Number two, um, if you weren't taking a customer-centric approach to your marketing, messaging, um, collateral, campaigns, et cetera, then you're out of touch, out of tune with what's really going on, the, the way that the B2B sort of marketing um industry and space has shifted, Mm -hmm. you know, and taking a look back at HubSpot and Drift, right? And so if you're not doing some of that stuff already, this should just be ingrained in what you're doing day to day, then you really need to reevaluate what you're actually doing. Um, And that's not to say that, you know, an ABM style of go-to-market strategy is what you need to do. There's a lot of companies that can get away with just doing inbound and content marketing or get away with doing just social. But if you're not speaking directly to your customers and you're not thinking about them and you're not thinking about all those decision makers when you're trying to acquire those customers, you're going to have a difficult time breaking through the noise. Um, And so in an effort, and this is from firsthand experience, you know, when we first adopted an ABM style, um, we sold it as this is going to revolutionize our go-to-market. And you know what happened? We, everybody expected things to just change dramatically overnight. And to my first point, it takes time. And so if, if you don't have the results to back up this revolutionary style of go to market, um, you're going to be, you're going to be scrambling and looking for results that may just not be there. So my best advice to people is don't market it. Don't sell it internally. Just do the work, keep your head down. Um, and enjoy the, enjoy the results, enjoy the, the wins. And when people ask you, you know, what's different, what's going on, just say, well, we, we've just amped up what we're already doing. 
Um, and then similarly, and I, I, again, I mentioned this before is I don't really, we don't really talk about it. New store ABM anymore. Um, it's just our go to market. It's just our approach. Um, so <laughs> taking away the, the designation and the title from ABM, um, kind of avoids us internally selling it as anything different than what we should already be doing. And so people just assume we're taking all the right measures. We're doing the right stuff. Um, and so all the successes and all the wins and everything that we're helping contribute to, um, is just because we're, we're doing the right thing as a team and, and we're smart about our approach. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, another one, um, I don't want to take too much time, but, um, you know, it's important from, from my standpoint, you know, with the sales alignment and, and for marketing is to kind of put myself in the, the shoes and, and of our sales team. What do we, what do they really need? Um, and I have a unique sort of, uh, I guess, vantage point or perspective because unlike a lot of B2B marketing teams out there, um, I, I run and, and manage our inside sales organization. That's amazing. And so, yeah, it's, it is. Um, so I, I have to credit my CMO, uh, Phil Grenoff, who had done this at a previous spot um, and really brought this over um, to New Store as, you know, a, a way that this can all work. There's a lot of reasons why the... BBR and, and SDR alignment within marketing can work for organizations, um, you know, and that could maybe be a totally separate show for you. Yes. Um, but what, but what I'll say is this has given us um, a really, really sort of unique perspective on customer acquisition, um, making sure that, you know, from, from basically from the top down, our alignment is with sales goals. Um, don't have to think about MQLs anymore because everybody that we're going to market and marketing to and targeting is an MQL already. So the, there's no differentiation. If you're not a prospective customer, you're not a decision maker, you don't have the seniority. Sorry, but I just don't care. We're not going to send you our webinars. Uh, we're not going to send you our white papers. We're not going to send you our reports. We're not going to market to you because realistically you're not going to buy from us um so all of that is kind of shifted and the way that we think is okay I, i'm wearing a sales hat who might be a customer in six months from today and if a company or a decision maker within one of our key buying centers doesn't fit that bill sorry but we're just not we're just not focused on you not to say people don't matter everybody does but for our purposes and for the purposes of the business um, you know, sorry, but we just, we can't spend resources on trying to sell you on something you're not going to buy. And so, um, you know, when I say marketers need to wear a sales hat, kind of what I'm thinking. if, if the action and the, and the tactic and, and everything you're doing isn't going to help acquire your new customers. And if your sales team is going to look at you and be like, why would you do that? Then it probably isn't going to be worth your time. If, if you're in customer acquisition mode, which, which we are. Um, so I, I know there was a lot there, but um, I tried to follow a bit of a script and, and hope that that all made sense. 
<laughs> I love it. First of all, props to you. Preach. Amen. Couldn't agree more about sales and marketing needing to come together. Let's quit. We call it smarketing here because we, just like yeah. you, sit with our marketing team. I mean, everyone pretty much in the organization markets market scale. That's just how we do things. And it sounds like new stores no different. And you're so right. That is a separate conversation that I would so love to have a part two on. So everybody stay tuned. We'll work things out <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, but props to you for really calling people out on a you need to get your your thought process in line with just how things are going nowadays if you're not being customer centric and b just calling people out i mean you need to start thinking about things in a very customer centric way and at the end of the day if you're not someone that's going to buy my product then why am i gonna not market to you um so yeah i i totally agree on that and it sounds like you kind of already touched on this but with that customer centric approach and really, there's a lot more cross collaboration going on between different departments. And you answered that by saying that you oversee the sales team. So, I mean, you've already touched on it a little bit, but do you really find that that's yep. what's made the true difference in making this strategy or just lack of better words, like you were saying, your, your go to market plan um, that much more successful? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, this. And my first point is that takes time. So I have a great VP of sales um, that I work with on a daily basis. And him and I, um, we, this, this hasn't happened overnight. So, you know, in the three years that we've been doing this, the first one being with some rough patches and, and not perfect, you know, him and I have really worked closely together um, over the last two years to make sure that our teams are aligned. Um, and so tactically just some tips that, that people can use, you know, we have a standing one-on-one -on -one meeting. Um, you know, I, I meet individually with every one of our account executives every week. Um, now we've had a smaller team. We're growing. We're at six sales reps today. So that's becoming a little bit more difficult. So we have to be smart about how we utilize our time. So, you know, we've shifted in the past and have done a standing kind of weekly meeting. Um, but just direct communication, um, you know, sitting in on the pipeline meetings, understanding and anticipating what the goals are for our account executives. Um, you know, what do they need to close this quarter? Um, you know, the account, they are going through RFPs and trying to sign deals. Um, can we kind of shift and, and focus on to help them, you know, warm up some conversations that they're going to want to get to immediately um, once those deal close? Um, you know, so it, it, it's just over communicating, um, setting yourself up for success, using tools to your advantage, you know, Slack, uh, Zoom meetings, you know, what have you. Um, and then just setting up a structure that allows each team to be totally on the same page. Um, because without it, you know, you, you, you're just not going to be successful. And again, this stuff takes time. So, you know, any organization that's, that's trying to think and do this, give yourself some runway. Don't, don't put a timestamp on it. Just start doing these things and, you know, eventually you'll start to reap the benefits of it. Um, and, and in many cases, you know, really quickly, um, but without a constant line of communication and 
helping to really make sure that these relationships are, are being built and, and some systems and processes are in place, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't agree more. And just a shout out to another one of my favorite marketers that, Marcus, you really remind me of, uh, Mr. Mark Bujold. He's over at another retail company called Position Imaging. They do in-store pickup and um, package delivery assistance. But he spoke on the same topic of if you're not truly walking hand in hand with the sales department and thinking very sales minded as the marketing kind of arm to your business, then you're just wasting your time. And so I'm so excited that there are more marketers out there like Mark and you who are really just helping sales in the best way possible. And it sounds like you've mentioned already a couple amazing people throughout your career that you've had some great influence from. But if there's somebody that you would really love to give a shout out to, who's another maverick of marketing that you've really learned from, who's given you some guidance along the way, now's their time to shine. So anybody that you can think of directly. Sure. Yeah. So I, I mentioned, um, you know, new store CMO, Phil Granoff, um, you know, my boss, he's, um, you know, been at the company and, and been a mentor for me over the last couple of years. And then the, the other guy who at new store, who had hired me actually, who now works, he's the VP of marketing at Uber flip, uh, Michael Waldron. Um, if, if people look him up on LinkedIn, you'll see his tag says he puts the band back in ABM. Um, you know, uh, aside from, you know, me not liking to call ABM, ABM, um, you know, he was really, he, he hired me at new store. Um, and him and I, when we started to adopt this at new store had worked hand in hand and, um, you know, he taught me a lot as far as, um, best practices and, and, you know, had collaborated pretty heavily together. So, um, you know, I credit him for kind of putting me on this path and, and, um, you know, he's, he's doing the same stuff at Uber flip and doing some great things there, which, you know, many people are probably familiar with. So, um, yeah, those two, um, you know, I'd like to give a shout out to. Wow. Talk about two incredible people to get some influence from. <laughs> I, I always yeah. love to hear it's varied from guest to guest, whether it be current um, partners that you work with or even some people have shouted out um, professors that they've had in school. It's one of my favorite times of the show to just hear yeah. where people have really gotten their guidance from. So thanks for those two incredible shout outs. We'll be sure to tag them in the write up down below. And Marcus, it sounds like New Store has some incredible things in the pipeline. And just with kind of the craziness that's going on now, I know everybody's kind of looking at 2020 like, whoa, Q2, it's kind of a question mark now. But what are some things that we can expect to see from New Store? And I'm going to call this an exciting opportunity with what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's strange because obviously we, we work with retail brands and, you know, our business model is is centered around the in-store experience um, and the value that we provide for brands. And so given the current state of affairs, it's difficult um, to talk about going to retail stores and, and you know, buying, <laughs> buying clothes. Um, but at the end of the day, I would say once the world, um, you know, gets back to spinning the way that we all know and love, um, and we get back to our, our regular um, kind of day-to-day lives, you know, I would expect that when people walk into a retail store, 
um, you're going to be greeted by an associate who is able to do everything on an iPhone. Um, and so, you know, really white glove kind of one-to-one personalized shopping experience, um, backed by new store is our mission and what I think people are going to start to see. Um, so as far as what people can expect in 2020, I, I think it's more brands, uh, on the new store platform, hopefully, um, and able to buy and, and shop and, um, create really, really incredible shopping experiences with the brands they love and with store associates that I like to talk to. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like, uh, very, very soon, any store you go into, you're going to be interacting with the new store platform, whether you know it or not. I mean, some already incredible brands, Nike, Patagonia, all those good things. So key takeaways that I've gathered from this is, first of all, if you're not using a customer centric approach, what are you doing? And I love that you're calling people out on that. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. I stood here. I was like, yeah, Yes, in the background. (laughs) Um, Secondly, ABM, I think it's really just a buzzword. I think it just wraps into the idea of customer-centric marketing. And most importantly to me is marketers just needing to really walk hand-in-hand with sales. And sales guys and gals, don't be afraid. If your company doesn't already do it, go sit in with some marketing meetings and vice versa for all the marketing folks tuned in. So Marcus, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, For those who weren't here at the beginning, we're speaking with Marcus LaRobardier, the director of marketing for New Store, an amazing retail tech company. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your thought leadership today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. Of course. And we're going to be working behind the scenes for everyone listening. Don't worry. We'll have to stay tuned for part two with SDRs and BDRs being in on the marketing team and vice versa. So we'll have to see part two maybe coming up. (laughs) But Marcus, (laughs) uh, stay safe and we'll be talking with you soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Wow. Everyone, Shannon Maverick, your host of Maverick of Marketing Radio. What a Monday. Gosh, we have Marcus on Maverick of Marketing on Monday. Lots of alliteration going on. I'm proud that I remembered the word alliteration. (laughs) Um, In all seriousness, such an important topic, especially what's going on today um, with the coronavirus and COVID-19 that's been spreading. So, Marketers, I know we're kind of in a tumultuous time. Uh, There's some big question marks coming up for Q2 and just with what's happening. But Marcus shed some amazing, amazing ideas just around key things, action items that you can do right now. Get aligned with your sales team. Really start thinking, asking those tough questions. Are we offering value to our clients? Are we really bringing the most that we can? Are we putting forth something that's truly customer-centric with our approach? Whether or not you want to see that as account-based marketing, I'm doing air quotes. I still wish we had a live stream of me sitting in here. (laughs) Um, So thanks so much for being with me this morning. I know that there's a lot of um, scary things going on, but I see this as an exciting opportunity. We can't wait until things start coming back to normal. Everyone starts getting healthy and you just have to do what you need to do to stay that way. So from Dallas, Texas, this is Shannon Maverick, your host of Maverick of Marketing Radio. And remember y'all, Mavericks, 
We just don't run with the herd, even with the coronavirus. Pew.